Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the EFL Fantasy Podcast. My name is Angus. And my name is Dan. And we're here to review all the action from game week 42. I think it's 42. Yes, 42. <laughs> Off to a good start. Um, so yeah, so uh, before we sort of get into all of that, uh, Dan, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, Angus. Um, Luton won again. Um, looks definite third or fourth, probably. I'm not sure we'll catch Sheffield United. And um, in Gaffer, I got uh, a grey arrow. So, <laughs> yeah, not bad yeah. Gaffer week. Yeah. Um, I uh, Well, we might as well just get into the game week because that's uh, obviously the place to start. Um, I personally think it's disgusting that I got 101 points and got a red arrow. Um, it's just unacceptable behaviour. Um, so I went from 45th to 48th. Um, at long six, Townsend came off the bench with four, Giles four, Drame eight, uh, Fleming 16, Ramsey eight, Ramsey eight points in what, 25 minutes? <laughs> just incredible. Teller vice captain for one, which obviously hurt me a little bit there. Zaruri one, Akpom ten, Morris eleven, Victor captain for thirty-two. Um, also had pairs is seven and losers five on the bench. Uh, Matson was my star true. Um, obviously didn't play, uh, which got me Townsend's points. So uh, yeah, I mean it's only a small red arrow. It's sort of three place red, but. I just couldn't quite believe after scoring a hundred to get a red arrow. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm. I was all set to have some real sort of like benching dilemmas with two frees going into this week, and then the injury bug decided to bite. So uh, that might might make some of my decisions for me. Um, but in general, sort of happy with where I am and everything. So uh, it could be much worse. Um, how did your week go? Yeah, so I think we got a lot of the similar players. I scored 99, um, which, as I said, was a grey arrow, so I stayed 69th. Um, Captain Victor for 32. Uh, Like yourself, I I vice-captain Teller, which I think is probably where we we dropped down or or didn't improve up the rankings. I had Long for six, Townsend came on for Madsen for four, Giles four, Bell nine, Wallace three, Ramsey eight, NDI eleven, Akpon ten, Morris eleven. So a lot of the popular players scored points. And I think the main one I didn't have was Fleming, which a lot of people had. And like I said, with no vice captain basically as well. It's probably why I didn't get a green arrow, but um, I, I think I sort of know what I'm going to do with my two threes as well. As you mentioned, a few a few players have got injured, so it sort of makes it a bit bit easier to decide what to do. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the big thing, obviously. Um, particularly with the two threes, sort of having some of the decisions made, but being in a position also to navigate those is is obviously the positive. Uh, or the, the silver lining there, particularly with the two free transfers. Um, but we, we'll talk about some of these players, obviously. Uh, first game we're going to discuss uh, is Middlesbrough 5, Norwich 1. Um, just a bit of a, a bonkers game, really. Uh, but Dan, kick us off on this one. Yes, yeah, so um, Borough 1 changed. Um, so they kept the front four of force. Ramsey, Akpom and Archer. Uh, Norwich were unchanged, but they're struggling defensively. No Gibson or Hanley. And then um, no McLean in DM either. Um, The main man in in this one is Archer. Two goals, two assists. And um, also goals from highly owned players like Ramsey and Akpom. So yeah, just we've seen this a few times now from Middlesbrough that they can just score three, four, five goals pretty, pretty comfortably. And um, I don't own Archer, but 
people who did own Archer. A lot of people, a few people had Archer and Akpom done quite well, especially from this game. But I actually thought Norwich started quite bright and yeah. maybe should have gone 1-0 up. But um, they, they were just far too easy for Middlesbrough to play through. And if you're not good defending against the transition against this borough side, you, you're going to be in serious trouble. And that's what happened. Uh, Ramsey got the, got the first goal. Um, and then he decided to, to get injured. So... Um, I, I, I played him this week, got my eight points. Surprised he got eight, but he did pick up two bonus. Um, well, I think Borough only had something like six shots on target. So when you think about the bonus, yeah. uh, the yeah. fact that he had one of them. Well, he, yeah, well, he'd have got what, three points just for that. Ob- yeah. And obviously he had Arch, who, who comfortably got f- four bonus. But yeah, it's just, we've mentioned before about the, about the double up. Um Probably the biggest question is going to be with Ramsey if if he's out injured, as we're trying to move play, to get double players, he he might be an easy player to make ways. Is that in your thinking, Angus? I, I think so. Um, I haven't got a lot of issues to tackle otherwise. So, um, and I think I'm already set up with six doublers for forty four, so I can sort of be a little bit. Uh, more aggressive with some of these uh, players that don't, particularly that don't have the double, in terms of replacing them. Um, so I think I probably will with him reluctantly, um, but I think it's uh, unless unless Carrick was sort of to come out and say, I'm not sure how many are going to have presses before the the deadline, but I th- I think quite a few will. We normally get quite a few of them, um, even in these short turnarounds. But unless Carrick comes out and says he's fine. Um, I think he'll be a sell for me. Even if he does, he might be a sell for me. But um, so yeah, so uh, I think I think he'll probably um, he'll probably go for me. Um, I've been looking at an avenue to Swift, um, who's obviously um, got the double. Um, you know, we've spoken about him, penalties, set pieces, and everything. So I think um, it's it's potentially an opportunity there for me. Um, but yeah, otherwise, um, I think you know people have got Giles, people have got the two strikers. I think it might be a saving grace for some of those on McGree, who'd obviously dropped out of the lineup because if Ramsey's injured, uh, the most likely thing would be for McGree to come into the lineup. He, he wasn't in the squad though, Angus, the other day, so I don't know if he's got a little issue. Um, I don't think I saw anything. He wasn't even mentioned. Because yeah. uh, someone tagged me after, uh, like after the lineups had been announced from the injury news, where I hadn't even mentioned him, and I was like, "Well, he wasn't even mentioned beforehand." Um, though I did think it was interesting um, with uh, Moat coming on because he was really good, and I think it it just it provoked an interesting question about how little he's played this season. I think he's underrated, Mal. Yeah. Um, and uh, partic- particularly, like, I know that Johnny... I don't want to disparage Johnny Housen too much, but there are times with the sort of... the speed at, that he can't operate at. Um, and it's just like maybe at times it would have been... they would have been better served with, with Mowat in there. Um, but yeah, I, th- I thought they were very good. Um, I thought actually, you know, it was... It didn't necessarily have the biggest impact in terms of... It wasn't poor in terms of, like, the way he caught... Ramsey, but it was a poor challenge from Aaron's um, in terms of it was just rash and he actually got beat, um, but like in making the challenge that ultimately injured Ramsey, um, I did think they had a little bit of joy up against him um, defensively. Obviously, he was the one who completely went to sleep on Ramsey's goal, so you know that also might be an issue for them. <laughs> um, but. A Norwich striker did finally score a goal, so there is at least that. Yeah. <laughs> and you know who Norwich play next, don't you? Uh, yes, because we have because we got a question about it. They play QPR. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, that they definitely could present an opening. I also thought it was just a, a fun fact that I observed 
Uh, Borough scored five goals. The only player with more than one attacking return was Cameron Archer. Just thought that was a, a, a fun note. Uh, the rest of the returns were, were shared around. Um, and we also got to see Isaiah Jones on the pitch. Um, I can't believe he's not played more minutes. It's crazy, really. He posted something about how it had been a, a really difficult time for him and his family um, after the game. He said that it was good to get back on the pitch, but he said it had been a really difficult time off the pitch. So that might have Maybe, something to do yeah. with... Uh, and he said, he said, I think, about the last month or, or two. So that might explain part of why he, he hasn't been around as much. Because he looked really good when he came on as well. So, um, yeah, that, that might go some way to explain at least the recent version of why he hasn't been on the pitch as much. Um, but we'll move on to our next game from them, which is uh, Sheffield United 4, Cardiff 1. Um, a lot of people said this result was harsh on, on Cardiff. Do you agree, Dan? Yeah, I thought I, I would agree, to be honest. Um, Sheffield United made uh, a few changes. Uh, Davis obviously came in for Fodringham after he got sent off. Uh, Lowe was back at left wing back and McAtee came in. Um, Norwood and Omohovic were the other two who dropped out. Um, Bulldog actually played right, right centre back. Um, for Cardiff. Simpson rules and Atete came in. Um, I thought Cardiff started really well. Um, they they obviously got the got the penalty which uh, Cabba scored. Um, I think he's, he's now their top goal scorer. And you think he's only been there since what January? February? Late well, I think he's like, Late yeah, January. yeah, yeah. So, I think it, was, um, it came in like the last week of the window. Yeah. So um yeah he's, he's starting to score goals, um but some of Cardiff's defending really let him down. When you consider they haven't really conceded that many goals, it's normally been going forward that they struggled, but they they were poor. Um, they just let Mackenzie basically just walk in and have a shot for uh, the equaliser for Sheffield United. Um, and then for the third, they basically pass back for NDI to score. Um, but yeah, Sheffield United, I, I thought it was just a professional performance. Uh, obviously, it, it looks like they, they hammered Cardiff, but that wasn't really the case. Cardiff were in the game, and at 2 1, uh, they hit the, I think Wickham hit the bar, yeah. which could have gone 2 2. So yeah, Cardiff win it. Um, it's still just just above the relegation zone where I, th- I think they should easily stay up, but they're just not picking up wins re- or enough points. Um, going forward with Sheffield United, that they do have a double, but it's in 45. Um, I've, I'm only on in die. Um, obviously, we'll, we'll, we'll probably plan for 44 and then transferring to 45 but would you go with anyone apart from NDI defenders or, or I know you like I know you like McAtee yeah so I'm on I'm on none of them at the moment um which creates sort of an interesting situation for me um particularly with the potential to move some of those 44 doublers immediately on to sort of Sheffield United players um I think you could you could make an argument for someone like Bogle um, I would expect Ahmed Hodzic to come back into the team, which might complicate things a little bit in terms of we haven't seen for for certain that Bogle will stay in the team ahead of Balduck when uh, that position is open. So um, that might be a little bit of an unknown there. Um, but as you say, I, I like McAtee. Um, remains to be seen whether I would go with him. Um, just sort of depends how I'd be set up at that point. But I think he's an option as well. Um, because obviously he's not going to play in the FA Cup semi-final. Yeah, him, him and so Bogle. maybe, so maybe they're more likely to actually play in in the double. Yeah, Doyle does sort of has sort of been chipping in with attacking returns as well. He got an so. assist. He got an assist in yeah. this week. So um, 
it's not necessarily a terrible option with him either, but I do think it, you know, of the two, I, I'd lean towards McAtee just as a more attacking player. Um, just to confirm for people as well, because I know someone asked me about um, to sort of do an update on certain players. Um, Ahmed Hodzic missed the game because um, he'd been at the hospital all night because his uh, partner was in labour. So uh, that shouldn't be an issue. Um, the The expectation is that he'll be back, sort of available for for midweek. And uh, Basham was supposed to come into him and ha- in for him and had a back spasm. So uh, so he he might not be available, but that shouldn't be an issue because uh, they expect Damod Hodzic to be back, no problem for for midweek. So. Uh, I just thought I'd offer that little update because <laughs> I had been, it was one of the players I was asked to sort of update on. So, yeah, that shouldn't be a problem for anyone who's still on him or looking to get him. Um, so with Cardiff, they've got a double in 44, yeah. and it's it's not a terrible double either. It's Stoke and Rotherham. I know we've sort of briefly mentioned Cabba and... I'm not sure how differential he's going to be with. with um, there's not many striking options, but um, I've got McGuinness, and I think you've still got uh, NG. Someone that did did catch my eye. It was um, Philogene Bidais. Yeah, he looked very lively, and he, he's been playing quite a lot. Would you go? Maybe for a midfielder, you've got that Ramsey spot. Yeah, so he is he is one of the players under consideration um, because I've got I've got a couple of midfield openings at the moment as as we've sort of mentioned with having Teller as well. Um, so he's one I've looked at. I was a little bit concerned in the last game when he was a first half sac- tactical substitution, but uh, that doesn't seem to have been an issue. Um, so. Uh, he is someone that that I think is is a decent option, um, and he. Whether I go with him or not, I'm not sure because particularly if I go with Kaba, obviously I've mentioned him before as an option. If I go yeah. with him, do I really want to have two Cardiff attackers? <laughs> Probably not. So um, that that might have a have a say in that, um, but I do think he's a he's a very decent option, particularly for those who aren't going Kaba. Um, I do think he's he's potentially a very good option. Um, yeah, I don't think I've, there's much more to say on those, so we'll move on to our next game, which is Millwall two Preston nil. Obviously, a a very significant game in the in the playoff uh, race. Uh, Dan, kick us off on this one. Yes, yeah, so um, Fogus Lammer came in for Honeyman, and Preston they, they brought in Brady for Fernandez. Oh, I cannot. Be- I couldn't believe that. Just bizarre. I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking, but every, every time I've seen Fernandez, he, he's like the only player who looks like he's gonna. I can understand at the start of the season because Brady was actually playing quite well, but well, Brady hasn't done anything for about six months now, and he. <laughs> just, yeah, even in like when he he came on. He was causing Millwall problems from from the highlights I saw. Um, but yeah, so Bradshaw finally got his goal um, after I think most people have sold him now, or, or, or I saw a few people bench him, which is probably the right decision, seeing how how strong our teams are at the minute. I, I know we've all got benching dilemmas, but Fleming, we mentioned where well, he got six points and he didn't didn't do anything in the last game week and then got a goal and an assist. Um, yeah, he's just, he must bought 15 goals, something like that now. Yeah, uh, it's, 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 it's in that range. He's got 14 goals, three assists. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I got rid of him four or five game weeks ago, so I, th- I think I've done all right from it, but... Yeah, I was probably a bit dis- disappointed from Preston. Um, I know we mentioned that they got went through that um, good run, and that was that um, coincided with 
the fixtures being kind. But, and as soon as they played a, a decent side, they they struggled to score. Um, Cannon didn't really do much, too much either. Um, one thing that, that I did find interesting was um, for Mill, that they've been playing Murray Wallace for most of the season and he, he went off injured quite early on in the game and they brought on Malone and I think Malone struggles sometimes defensively, but apparently done quite well getting forward today, uh, yesterday. So I know it. we probably won't go for Mill because they don't double, but their fixtures are quite kind. And if Malone gets, gets a chance, we know how well he's done with bonus before. Might not, might be an interesting pick. Um, are you looking at Mill Angus? I've got I've got Long and I'll, I'm happy to keep Long, but he's the only one I've got at the minute. So I've got Long and Fleming, and I'm very happy with that. Um, yeah. I don't think I'd look to add because obviously, like it's not oh I'm so focused on the doublers, but it's just like you know, I, there's there's other places I can potentially go, and I've still got that coverage. I've got Long for the defensive side, and then I've got Fleming as well. So I'm yeah. I'm pretty comfortable at this point. Um, I think if someone wants to punt on someone like Malone, um, I think I think that's that's perfectly viable. Um, if if Wallace is going to be out for any length of time, um, it was sort of the story of the 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 main assets returning in some way, I guess, in that game because you had Long with the clean sheet, you had uh, Cooper get an assist along with yeah, the clean did, sheet, yeah. you had. Um, Fleming with a goal and assist, and Bradshaw with a goal. So sort of the, the four ones that people have, um, you know, all doing the business in that game. And obviously, it's a massive win for them, um, given the stakes in the playoff race at the moment. And they have, I think, three quite nice games coming up, as you said. And I think this is their opportunity to sort of nail down a a playoff place, um, which also makes me happy about sort of holding them. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, because I do think, you know, that there could be some... It, they need to sort of make the most of these games coming up as well. So, um, you know, even if someone has Bradshaw, you might be looking around potentially at some doublers, but um, he could have some joy in these fixtures as well. What about Preston? Because I know a few people did go for Cannon, maybe not this week, maybe a, a couple of weeks ago, and he's returned nicely, but... Swansea probably not a terrible game, but Blackburn, Sheffield United, Sunderland. Would you hold Cannon? It's difficult because I do think it depends a little bit on how many other issues you have to fix. Like if you've got something like, you know, Ramsey and Teller and maybe something else, then now you're looking at it like, okay, I need to address those. And in that case, Cannon isn't the worst to have. But I do think particularly, you know, looking at 44 you may well be looking around thinking i want to bring in one of these doubling strikers um so i don't think he's the worst option i don't think i'd be desperate to replace him but i'm not sure i'd be sort of like desperate to keep either um so i think yeah it really does just sort of depend on what other issues you have but i think 44 you'd probably want someone else in us instead of him um but we'll move on from them. And the next game we've got is QPR nil, Coventry 3. Come on, Angus, you talk about this and Mr. Hamer. Yep. So uh, I'm just going to preempt a question now uh, because it's a question that came in. And I want to address it now with if you listen to anyone except me, uh, because FPL Frustration asked, is there a more underrated gaffer asset than Ryan Manning? Now, if you listen to anyone except me, the most underrated gaffer asset in the game is Gustavo Harmer. Um, you know, he's, what, 6.7, I think it is, 6.3 midfielder, over 200 points. He's the sixth highest scoring midfielder in the game. And, you know, he just doesn't get the respect he deserves. Um... He's a, he's a fantastic player. I know there were there were you know serious teams looking at him. I think Fulham were looking at him in the, in the summer. 
Um, so and uh, yeah, I just I just love him as a player, and I think the fact that he's discovered how to get booked less that he, that he doesn't need to get booked in every game has has only helped him because um, he hasn't necessarily sort of you know lost an edge to his game. He's just you know learned how not to get booked so often. Um, but obviously he's he's done very well in this game. He's got um, a goal for himself and he assisted Victor's two goals. Uh, those are obviously, aside from, you know, if you had a defender, you get the clean sheet. Those were the only two players with attacking returns. Um, and yeah, I just think, you know, like I said, I just wanted to preempt that question because for me, it is Harmer. And uh, he shone in this game. I think it was 19 points he got. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I just think he's great. I think what's happened is um, he's now the the um, centre mid supporting. Um, yeah, he's because they've, to they've play box to box a bit more. Yeah, because they've got um, Eccles has come in the youngster and Sheaf who yeah. sort of they sit so he's giving him a bit more license. I think he's on some set. He's definitely on free kicks, I think, as well. So, yeah, he's um, a decent option. The problem is, is I think you've probably maybe missed the window now because of all the the doublers. Um, but, yeah, and, and Victor just keeps getting better and better, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, I he's think, scoring. you know, we, we, we discussed it, I know, sort of not on the pod, but um in various chats after the shortlist was released for the um the the sort of season awards and i said that i think i think victor should win I player so. of the year he um, won't though akpom will win it akpom will probably win it i think victor should win it i think um i i just think he's a fantastic player um and i think you know, one way or another, whether it's with Coventry or with someone else, he's playing in the Premier League next season. Um, well, and, and he I've, deserves to. Well, I've mentioned it before. I think anyone apart from the so-called Big Six and Newcastle should be trying to sign him from the Premier League. He, he's that good. He can play up front in the two. He can play up front on his own. He can run the channels. He can hold the ball up. He's good at dribbling. Like even he's going to probably cost 15, 20 million, but I think he's worth it. Good age as well. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think that's all of that is key. Um, you know, he's really shown his quality, and um, yeah, I I think he's really good. He's obviously got two goals. Don't get me wrong, you know, it was QPR, but you know, you still have to take advantage of that and and fill your boots, and and he did and. You know, that's him to the 20 goal mark for this season, still with a few games to go. So, uh, a really good season for him. Um, obviously, those those 20 goals have come with nine assists as well. So, um, that speaks to what we're saying about sort of the all around game as well. Um, yeah, so I've just been really impressed with him. Um, you know, but it's it's less sort of, you know, fun to talk about how great he is when it's been a refrain almost all season as opposed to, you know, particularly given that I've mentioned Harmer multiple times, but um, you know, when this happens um, I just think... See, at the start of the season, Angus, you you were picking these players and putting them in your team. You stopped doing it recently. Yeah. Um, It's stupid and Morris early on. I mean, Harmer, just to put a Put it into perspective, obviously, I said the 200 points. Seven goals, nine assists this season. and uh, Only five yellow cards, which yeah, is probably... That's, that's the biggest thing. <laughs> um, you know, just, just so impressive uh, that he's discovered that. Um, but yeah, and uh, as, we, as we've said before, um, great assets in the team. I'm not sure how many you're going to be buying at this point. But um, yeah, there was the there's there was obviously the change at left wing back in this game. Norton Cuffey did stay in the team, but Bidwell came back in for Wilson Esbrand. Um, They're just going to change Angus. You can't you can't even tell who's going to play because Norton Cuffey will probably miss the next game. 
Yeah, I think I'd I'd limit um, sort of the ones I was looking at to Wilson, Doyle, Harmer, Victor. I think if you've got those four, pretty happy. If you if you're looking for something particularly week to week, um, there's going to be some of them coming up where you might be looking sort of individual weeks for a player. Um, Coventry, for example, have two really good home games in 44 and 45. Yeah. Um, that might be something then, but yeah, th- I think those are the main ones at this point. Um, move on to our, uh, our briefly QPR. <laughs> um, I don't know what to say. Like, I, d- I don't know how they're that bad. I look at their team, and apart that's the from, part. That's the I don't get part. it. Like, I know a Doma maybe shouldn't, and Martin shouldn't be playing, but. I just don't understand it now that they've even changed to three at the back, which I've suggested them do. So they just got to hope that they there somehow three, they got to hope there are three teams worse than them. <laughs> That's I think they their do. Best hope at this point. They've got to just hope that they can pick up the odd point, and that it's enough. I think, especially with their fixtures, aren't even that kind either. No, I mean next two Norwich and Burnley. <laughs> they'll, pro- they'll probably beat Burnley. Yeah. Uh, then they play Stoke and then Bristol City. Yeah, two teams of the most unpredictable sides in the league. <laughs> they'll either they'll either win two or three 0 or they'll get hammered yeah. against those two. Um, but yeah, I think uh, target QPR is still in full effect. I think is the main takeaway from this. Um. The last feature game we've got, speaking of Stoke, um, just to cover is Stoke 1, West Brom 2. Um, a slightly bizarre game here, but Dan, kick us off on this one. Yeah, so Stoke were unchanged, and West Brom, Palmer, as expected after Griffiths made that howler. Malumbi, who well, he's been sort of rushed back, and we, yeah. we were both debating it. I, I thought he would start just because they're at the point where they they need their better players. And uh, DK came in as well. Um, Stoke started well. Uh, Jacob Brown scored. And then I, I don't know what happened, but they somehow managed to let Malumbe score two goals. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's really hard with West Brom because they just are a bit unpredictable. And yet, they could easily win, get like 10, 12 points out of the next four and get in the playoffs. But um, we've mentioned quite a lot recently that um, we're going to probably have double or triple ups on West Brom. I'm not sure how happy we are about having it, but Townsend came in and got four points for me. Wallace only got three points, which I don't know what's happened, but he's points are just drying up but I've got to the point where I can't can't get rid of him now so he's just got to hope he does something uh probably the the next big news was DK went off injured looks like his season's finished yeah so maybe we might have that striker spot with Thomas Asane. I know you're going to mention Grant, but surely <laughs> Thomas Asane is going to yes. start. I'm not. I'm not sort of like taking Grant that seriously at this point. I think Thomas Asante like should play the majority up front now. Um, now I've been burnt with double West Brom for about two years, Angus. Yeah, and every time I bring him, but is he an option on the double? Yes. I don't think it's an option I'll go with, but he is an option. Yeah, yeah Sunderland and Sheffield United. And you, you have got Blackpool as well if you go this week. Yeah. So I think that's the thing, particularly we've been talking about the likes of Morris, for example, who mm. who might need replacing. Uh, we'll cover him um, in a, so shortly. Um, but that's where it might potentially be... Um, in that regard. So, yeah, I think there's potential openings to, to go to Thomas Asante now. Um, I just want to point out with Stoke. So they went on that nice run. They fooled us into bringing in their players. And then they just let us down. 
I know what it's like to be a Stoke fan, Jamie. Yeah, although um, I, th- I think it, it wasn't terrible points for someone like Hoover again. So um, I think the owners with him have, have still done all right. But Yeah. Anyone particularly who's stuck with the, the likes of um, Tyrese Campbell has obviously been burned. <laughs> um, yeah, on West Brom, I think... Like you said, I think it's potentially significant for them as well. Palmer coming back into the team, I just think it, nothing yeah, against Griffiths, but I just think Palmer's Palmer did really well when he was in the team, and so I think that's that's potentially very significant for them, um, uh, particularly as they they're going to need to make the most of these games at this point. Um, and I think there's a, there's a real sort of debate around. I think Wallace at this point. I think some people are, are not are not happy with Wallace, but I think you can't sell with Blackpool and exactly. their double. Well, yeah, like if I was picking one, I would go Swift now, but I can't take him out now. And he will play every minute. I think Wallace or, yeah. or near enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've just got to just got to got to keep him and just hope he does does something. Yeah, and so Townsend yeah. Townsend's fine as well. He's going to play. Yeah, so for example, for me, obviously, the only West Brom I have is Townsend, and Swift is the one I'm looking at. Yeah. Um, I don't think Wallace is a terrible option. It's just that element of, like, it, the, the returns haven't well, really been coming for him. Um, and, like you say, he's more expensive. So I, uh, I I wouldn't necessarily be happy with that at this point. But it's not a disaster, particularly with, like I say, Blackpool and then a double. Um. But we'll we'll touch now on the on the remainder of the games. Um, so we've got um, Rotherham nil, Luton two, Sunderland two, Birmingham one, Watford two, Bristol City nil, Swansea one, Huddersfield nil, Blackpool one, Wigan nil, Reading nil, Burnley nil, Blackburn nil, Hull nil. Um, Dan, anything particularly you want to cover on these? Yeah, should be, probably got to mention Lewin. Um, pretty comfortable win against Rotherham. Uh, Morris scoring again, but he did go off with an injury. From what from what it sounds like, it was more of a precaution. But sort of in that funny stage, and I mentioned to you before we we started recording, Angus. With us playing Wednesday and Sheffield United playing Tuesday, if if Sheffield United go eight points clear, like realistically, are we? Well, mathematically, we can do it, but it, it's very unlikely, I think. So I wonder if maybe Morris will get rested. Um, I I will be getting rid of him. Um, Adebayo obviously missed missed the game. So did Doughty. Doughty sounds like. It sounded like he was close to starting, but like but we're at a funny stage where we're in the playoffs. Do we, well, near enough in the playoffs, do we need to risk playing players when we do have options? So if you have Doughty, I think I'd hold on and maybe not starting, but I, th- I think he's a decent option when he is fit. That's yeah. It, mainly for Luton. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think um, uh, I, I, part of what I wanted to cover was, as well, was like popular popular assets recently and currently returning in these games. So you had Ryan Manning scoring for Swansea. You had uh, Joao Pedro. I think a number of people had... Some people still had him. A number of people got around to selling him. He scores. Um You've got Trey Hume and Ahmad Diallo scoring for Sunderland. <laughs> um, so I just thought, you know, a few of them sort of, you know, it's just interesting to see. Um, Jerry Yates, of course, speaking of formerly popular assets, Jerry Yates' second-minute goal um, had been, a, a, I think, a doubt uh, for that game. And obviously that's a massive goal for them in terms of having any chance of, of staying up. Um, but I guess... You know, I'll finish on these. Um, I know it's actually no, I won't cover the the Burnley sort of 
rotations because I know the majority of our questions are about Burnley. <laughs> so uh, so I'll leave those. But yeah, um, I'll add a, I'll add a bonus question in before we get to our questions. Um, just if you had to pick them now, um, which two teams? Assuming that Luton and Middlesbrough don't collapse and are still in, which two oh, teams are you picking to join them? I'm going to go Millwall just because those next three fixtures, I think they'll probably get six, seven points. Probably That'll probably be enough. I have no idea about the other team. Um, I'm going to go Norwich. Yeah. Um... I just think that they can go on win three or four in a row. And I think they do have QPR and Blackpool. So that's yeah, that, <laughs> that helps. Um, I'm I'm going I'm going with Millwall. Um, I've sort of been tipping Millwall all season, and uh, I think you know those those three fixtures they've got, and then the only sort of difficult game you'd look at that they've got um, the really difficult game is Middlesbrough. The final game, I think it's Blackburn. Well, they've got Blackburn. I think next. Um, that's Birmingham next. Birmingham next. I, was, I thought they had to play Middlesbrough, but I might be wrong. No, Blackburn. Sorry, it is Blackburn. And who knows what that situation will be come the end of the well, season. They might only need a point or you fancy Mill to get a point against Blackburn. Um, and then, oh, it's Coventry that play Middlesbrough last game of the season. And, yeah. you know, we don't know what Middlesbrough are going to be doing at that point. Like, they might sort of be playing all the reserves ready for the playoffs. Yeah. And um, Coventry have two two big home games against Reading and Birmingham. Um, obviously a massive game in midweek against Blackburn as well but if they take sort of say seven points from those three games they're suddenly in a, in a very strong position potentially to to make the playoffs so um, I'm going with Coventry I think um, they they sort of feel on the verge at this point they, you'd have got big odds if if Norwich West Brom and Watford not none of them getting in yeah, I, I've just got a funny feeling one of them will get in. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if one of them sort of sneaks in. Uh, certainly, I'm predicting Coventry, but I do think there's a few of them that could get in there. Um, It'll probably be someone like Sunderland will get in. Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been joking. I know you don't like it. I've been joking about the fact that, like, uh, you know, we've, we're mentioning basically everyone with a chance of getting in except for Watford, and somehow it'll end up with Watford in there. <laughs> But it's going to be Watford Lewin, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and everyone else will be happy to see it. Well, and the fans of whoever, t- whichever team wins. <laughs> oh God, that'll be the worst <laughs> game ever. Um, but yeah, so we'll move on to the questions. Uh, I've got a few of them. Um, like I say, there will be a theme, and. Uh, if people don't necessarily want to hear about Burnley assets, then uh, I'm not sure this this question section is going to be for you. But uh, we'll get into it now. Uh, first one we have is from FPL Remain. So it having been burnt a bit this week with Matson not even on the bench and Teller subbed injured early. Who can we trust to keep starting for Burnley for the final few weeks? Josh Cullen. It's so hard, isn't yeah, it? Because... That, that's that's about it. Josh Cullen. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's a bit annoying. I, I, but we don't even know why Madsen out, do we? I think it was just part of the rotation and there was only so many that they could still include in the squad. I haven't seen I any mention know. of any injury to do with him or anything, so I think it was just a, a pure rest, pure rotation. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, which for this week, like for for this coming game week, is probably good because it it makes it highly likely that he's that he plays this one. You would assume a few other players get a, a rest and he plays, but um, because the thing with drawing with Reading, funnily enough, given that it was Reading, they can only tie Reading's record now. They can't beat it. Um which was a nice sort of bonus for them, drawing with Burnley. Um, but there's certainly no injury with Matson um, in terms of the, it being talked about. He wasn't even mentioned when they were talking about sort of injuries. Um, company didn't sound positive on Teller's injury. Um, he said it was a hamstring injury, and I think he said he doesn't look good. 
um, which might help someone like Zorori get more minutes, particularly as he hasn't played as much recently. Uh, Benson came off, um, but company said that was more cramp. Um, so, uh, so I wouldn't necessarily be so concerned about that. I do wonder about Scott Twine getting minutes in this period. He could be an interesting punt if people are looking to go there. Um, he obviously started this game. Um, I think if people are really looking for a punt, the answer is probably Goodmanson. It's just going to be... I think you just got to punt on them. you got to try and get three and yeah. just... Pick just your three. You might get hurt, but you just sort of have to go with it. Um, the one to mention, obviously, who has started reliably is Connor Roberts. It might just be worth going with someone like him. Um, you know, he it's may be well his be the week. next one due the rest. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's Tino, true, but I think at this point, and it, you know, that may well affect your strategy going into the double as well. But you have to decide whether you're okay with the the rotation risk and just pick three, or whether you're going to decide actually no, I'm going to look elsewhere and not look to play the rotation game. Um, and uh, I'm sure that that were that's not necessarily well. I hope it is helpful because it's you know it helps cover everyone's situation. But um, like I say, I think probably Roberts, um, Josh Cullen is the one who's most reliable to play. Um, I think we'll see notable minutes for someone like Goodmanson and potentially particularly someone like Twine with how much he's missed out on minutes this season. It feels like an opportunity for them to give him a run in the side. Um, so he might be worth a punt at this point. Um, FPL Trini, Teller and Morris replacements with the upcoming doubles in mind. Um, so, yeah, so we've talked about a few midfielders, but uh, with with Teller and Morris, who would be your pick of the options, Dan, if, for replacing them? So with Teller, um, maybe someone like a Sammy Smodix from Blackburn. Uh, Burnley, I suppose you could just could maybe go for a, what we've mentioned, Zero Ray, Goodmanson, maybe Benson, Cardiff, I like Philogene, Badace, um, Rotherham, probably a Bene or Fossu, um, and West Brom is swift, really, I think. Uh, for forwards, Brewing Diaz, I'm guessing. Um, Barnes, although could be rotation. Also, he's if he's leaving, like I think he'll he'll probably play like the last game of the season. But it doesn't really make sense now to to play him that much. Um, Cardiff, we mentioned Cabba, Rotherham. Jordan not, Hugill. Well, it's not t- terrible. It, he'll cause problems. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a handful. And uh, West Brom, I think, I think he can pun on um, Sane now. Yeah, I think so. Um, like I said, I think there's there's a little bit of an issue um, or a slight sort of rotation thing with the the other like Cardiff um, forward, but. If you really wanted a punt, then Connor Wickham. But I think Cabber is right there. I don't think you need to. Don't think you need to push it. I I like him. I do genuinely like Hugel in part because of the fixtures. Um, so I think he could be an option there. Um, I think Ashley Barnes is likely to play. Um, this seems to be sort of a not quite a farewell tour, but something along those lines um, in the run in. So. Um, but Jay Rodriguez is back now, so uh, that that might be an issue in that you're adding. You've already got Foster, Obafemi, and Barnes, and now you're potentially adding Rodriguez back into it. So and, and Barnes isn't going to be there. Like, like I said, I think I can see Barnes playing like Blackburn just yeah. to cause him and the last game of I, the season. I mean, he had he had great time against Blackburn last time, so did, uh, yeah. that they, they may well look for that. But yeah, and then I think Thomas Sante obviously. Um, I think he's going to be the primary one. Obviously, I mentioned someone like Carlin Grant, but I think Thomas Asante will play the majority now. Well, you could see Carlin Grant play left wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 more likely. I mean, I know they've got like all Brighton, but 
I think I don't think Colin Grant would play instead of Thomas Asante. He'd be, as you say, he'd be more likely to play with Thomas Asante. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna fall into the trap again, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I do like your Smodix pick. I'd also mention Tyrese Dolan. It's just rotation with yeah. Dolan. I think I think the other one that is definitely worth mentioning with Blackburn um, is Sorba Thomas. He obviously came off he the bench in the last game. He missed, yeah. the, he missed the previous game because he was ineligible against Huddersfield. Um, but he had been on a run of starting before that. It would be a punt. And it might be worth sort of taking another game to have a look at what the situation is with them. Um, but I think those two are worth just sort of having a look at, seeing what the lineup is yeah. against Coventry. And that might give more of an indication as well. Um yeah, I don't think there's much else. Like you said, I think Agbene, Fosu, um, the two from Rotherham, I think they're, they're potentially decent options. And if you don't have Wallace, as much as I've sort of been <laughs> down on him, I think you do have to consider him as well, obviously. Yeah. Um, Chris Hermitage, best Norwich assets for midweek. I wonder why that is. Do you know, I did think about this. I, I have thought about bringing in Pookie, but he got subbed in the early as well. Maybe it's Sergeant, I don't know. Yeah, I think of the two at this point, I'd be looking at Josh Sargent. I think he looked a bit brighter as well. I thought Pookie looked good, but Sargent... Pookie gets a chance, though. He's, yeah. he's going to score. Really, I, th- I think both of them are both of them are, are very real options. Um, and I, I, I still like Marquinhos, and I think particularly... The way they're likely going to get in transition against QPR, they could score the, cause them real issues, and someone like him um, could could have some real joy. So I think someone like him as well, um, depending on where exactly you're looking to replace. Like if you're not looking to replace forward, I think someone like Marquinhos or Onel Hernandez, I think they will they will likely continue to play sort of with four attackers, particularly in the, in the QPR game. So um, I, th- I think you could have some joy there. Um, it's it's more the fact of do you want to waste the transfer on on a Norwich striker, which could work, but then you'll probably have to bring him out for for a doubler. Yeah, but for example, if you're already on six or seven doublers and you're not necessarily desperate to add more, um, or you're wanting to sort of you know look at a fixture like that beforehand, then I do think that Norwich is one of the obvious ways to go. <laughs> See, if I, if I was going to do that, I would captain the Norwich player as yeah. well. I think like, so. if you're going to do it, if you're going to do it, you've got to go full in, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think you've got you've got a couple of players with theoretically good games. You know, you've got West Brom away at Blackpool. Um, but do you really want to put an armband on a West Brom player at this point, the way they're playing? Don't Not think away so. Away from home, no. Uh, Burnley obviously play Rotherham, but good luck working out if your Burnley player is going to play at this point. Well, the only one I've got is Teller, really, and he, um, he's a doubt. So. It's Borough, isn't it, against Hull? Yeah, Borough at home against Hull is the other sort of real shout. And if you've got someone like a Fleming at home against Birmingham, I don't think that's the worst idea either. Um but yeah, I certainly see the logic if you're going to bring in a Norwich player and captain them to bring them in this week. Also, NDI against Bristol City. Yes, of course, yeah. It's not terrible. So it could be quite a few options. Yeah, I think it could be very interesting to see where people go this week. Um, Mark Dorney has asked Matt Sanacell. Um No, not for me. Not for me. Um, you know, Obviously, they've got great fixture and then a double. Uh, like I said, haven't seen anything about an injury unless... You know, company comes out and says actually he was injured, then I don't see any reason to sell him. As I say, I think it makes it even more likely that he plays this this game in midweek, um, which is a good enough reason to hold him. And then it's the double anyway. So, um, so yeah. So it wouldn't be a sell for me personally. Um, Oscar has asked what to do with Burnley assets. Um, I think we covered that quite a bit. Um, you've just, just got to decide. Um, if if you're happy to keep them with the rotation risk, that's fine. If you'd rather replace them and not deal with that, 
I think that's also fine because you know they could be doing anything. So if you if you just decide you don't want that headache, um, I think that's fair. But um, I think you you might well have to just select the ones you want and accept that you might miss out occasionally over this period. Um, I mean, let, let's be fair here. I mean, I know that there's other doublers, but if you've got a even if you've got a Burnley player and they only start one, you've still got a player in the best team in the in the division for at least one game. Like that's not exactly the worst thing to have. No. Um, FPL Taxi has asked which ch- chip it's a boost, but um, is more productive in forty-two the goal multiplier or the home fixtures. Um, I know it's quite team dependent, but which has the higher ceiling? So, I mean, it's worth saying with that, I don't think any team doubling has two home games. No, it's all one home, one away. I don't like home advantage anyway. Um, I think my, my thoughts on that have been quite clear. So I'd probably go goal fest. But it's it's really up to you. I mean, you know, Blackburn's home game is against Burnley. Uh, that's that's another thing to sort of factor in there. Um, you know, things like that. Although Burnley's home game is against QPR. If you have the right three players on that, <laughs> that's, that's got one nil QPR written all over it. Um, but yeah, I personally I don't like home advantage, so I'd be saying Goldfest. I don't know what your thoughts are, Dan. Yeah, probably the same. You also ruin your team, won't you, for the last few weeks with the home advantage? I think. Yeah, you know, like I say, you're not necessarily gaining anything with none of the doublers having two home games, so it's not really a gain there. Because you're only multiplying one game of the double with all those players. Um, that's the other thing to remember. Um, whereas the goal fest, you get extra whichever game they score in. Um, uh, yes, I like this question from Rob Pick. Rob Pick asked, which Premier League club should Cameron Archer be scoring goals for next season? Probably going to be Villa, isn't it? I can see him going to Burnley. Uh, I, th- I, personally, I'd love to see him go somewhere like Burnley. Um, I think that would be great. Um, I'm not sure whether they'll. I think they'll sign someone, but I don't know who that would be necessarily. Um, but I do think they'll sign someone. Um, just thinking. Maybe Palace? I know they've got Edouard and Mateta there, but if they're not happy with them, Cameron Archer in a team with the I think he just goes back to to Villa and becomes back up to Watkins, probably. Yeah. The the one I'd really love to see, um, because I, I really like Cameron Archer, I think he's really good. I'd love I'd I'd love to see him as the other forward at Brighton. Well, how about Morris and Archer next Luton season in the Premier League? <laughs> um, I'd I'd like to see him starting somewhere, even if it's just on loan. I think. Um, yeah, I, I think he's. I think he's going to go back to Villa. Minutes at this point. Um, I just think he he'll be back up to Watkins probably. Yeah, we'll see because they obviously signed the young uh, Colombian. Um, as well to sort of be a backup. So do you, so then at least one of those is going to have to go out. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, I'd like to see him playing in the Premier League next season. I think there's there's a few potential options there. Um, FPL frustrations questions. I question I've already answered. Do you think there's a more underrated gaffer asset than Ryan Manning? To be fair, he he has gone under the radar. Ryan Manning. He must be, um, what, second or third defender? 
Uh, I think I saw a second, yeah. Yeah, he's underrated. Um... Also, Maxime Collin, 199 points. No one talks about him. Like... I tell you, we, we should have done him 5 million. That was the biggest <laughs> debate we had for Birmingham yeah. in pre-season. I was on the high side for the record. I think we decided he should have been 4.8. That's what he is now. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, still on the first page as a Birmingham defender, when you think about how the majority of their season has got, is very yeah. impressive. Even someone like Jack Clark. Yeah. But I think I think he's been he's been appreciated enough. He's been rated enough, so he can't really be an underrated asset because people have sort of yeah. been very positive about him at multiple stages this season. Yeah, it's weird because it, it's been quite, especially with the forwards, it's been a weird season. Yeah, because we've now only sort of got Victor and Akpom now, where you, you're like, yeah, you have to you have to have them. But yeah, I do think Manning has been very good and so- gone somewhat under the radar. But as I said, I, I think Gustavo Lara has been the most underrated. Um, FPL Commander said, Teller probably not likely to play with the short turnaround who would be a good replacement. We've sort of covered a number of, sort of replacements there. He also said, and should I bench Bradshaw again with my squad? Have you seen his squad? Oh my word! How do you even decide? Yeah, that? it's very strong. I would also like to clarify: we didn't say bench Bradshaw. We said we'd rather bench Bradshaw than Swift or Akpom with the fixtures they had, yeah. um, which I stand by. I, but it's just say just to clarify: it didn't necessarily say bench Bradshaw. It said rather bench him than Swift or Akpom. But this week, uh, good luck with that. <laughs> Got that team. Uh, for the audio, he currently has Wilson in goal, Cooper, Giles, and Matson at the back. Fleming, Swift, Ndi, Teller, Bradshaw, Akbom, Victor. He currently has Smallbone, Townsend, and Bell on the bench. Um, you're going to get about twenty bench points this yeah, week. Uh, like you know. I, I don't even know who to recommend is a good is a good is a good bet good bench this week so uh, yeah good luck with that <laughs> and yeah in terms of the teller replacements I think we've 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 covered that quite a bit um, anyone else you'd like to mention just while we're talking about the midfielders Dan anyone else you'd like to mention who doesn't have a double we've obviously covered quite a lot of people oh, with a double but. Any any other particularly midfielders that don't have a double that you think could still be good picks? Um, I think for as I've mentioned it before, I think for those who don't have Fleming, I think yeah, he's still he's... I think he's still a very good pick. Um, like I say, I think potentially Marquinhos even just as a one week pump, but he could he could be decent going forward as well. Um, like I said, if you're not necessarily concerned about the doubles. Hamer, probably the yeah. this one. Blackburn Red in Birmingham. Yeah, it's, it's hard because I think you've got to go for doublers, really, haven't you? Yeah. I, I think I think it's only those that sort of are, are, are doing really well and have really good fixtures that would make it worth sort of not going with a double up. Um, and Shadow Bay had... had any Burnley assets you would be going for now after uh, their rotated team? I'd be holding on to Matson. I think I think there's still an argument for Roberts, although he could obviously be be rested as yeah. well. Um, I'm going to hold Zorori because I think, particularly if Teller is out, it's one <laughs> one less person to compete for a spot. Um, and I really like. If people really want to punt, I like Scott Twine as a punt. So uh, that that's sort of the punt I'm going to give out. Um, any other I thoughts th- from you on Burnley assets, Dan, before we finish? I do like Benson, but yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, it's, what I will say is, if, for example, I'm hoping I, I'm going to get top 100. I'm just going to have fun the last few game weeks and 
pick a few players that maybe I wouldn't have picked. And so, yeah, I'm yeah. going to have a bit of fun. Before, um, uh, before the break, uh, I've got I've got a first leg lead in the EFL Fantasy Cup semi final, so I might I might have a final to try and win. <laughs> you can't win your own your own tournament, Angus. Oh, I I disagree. Um, well, I'm 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 somehow three 0 up against Renari nine <laughs> in the final of of um yeah I don't know how I've managed that, but yeah, the the only thing better than uh buying a mug a winner's mug for someone else is buying a winner's mug for yourself so <laughs> um but yeah so that's uh, that's everything um i hope you've enjoyed the burnley chat accompanied by some other clubs as well <laughs> um i'm not sure what's been discussed more on this pod burnley or gustavo harmer but uh, <laughs> uh but yeah we uh, enjoy the midweek action uh, we will probably do something ahead of the weekend. It might end up being a, spe- a spaces rather than a pod, but we'll sort of work out what exactly we're going to do. Um, the deadline isn't till one thirty on Saturday. Uh, no Friday game, no lunchtime kickoff. So um, just be aware of that. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll sort of update you with our what we're going to be doing. Um, so otherwise, uh, all that's left for me to say is goodbye. Goodbye.